Welcome to our sermon. I am Pastor Nathan Escarga, and I am sure that God will speak to you through his word today. I am excited about what the Lord is doing. If you have your Bibles, I want you to turn to Luke chapter 4. Luke chapter 4, verse 16. And this is Jesus' beginning ministry. And I just, I want you to know at this point in time, uh, the work that the Lord wants to do on us is one thing, but the, the work that the Lord wants to do through us is a completely at another level. And we need to be used by God in powerful ways in these last days. So many of you are, hey, you interact with people that I cannot interact with. I'm not in your place. I'm not at, in your house. I'm not in your, uh, your workplace. I'm not, I don't have the same circles that you do. And that's okay. You don't have the same circles that I do when it comes to the people that I'm uh, in touch with. Um, but the Lord wants to work through us powerfully. And the Lord, as he began ministry, he did not do it in his own strength but he did it in the power of the holy spirit and i just want to read this and then uh for the next number of weeks as we head in or head towards pentecost sunday um i know the lord has already given me things for for next week and beyond and it's like lord thank you um the outpouring of the Holy Spirit in these last days, <laughs> there will be things done through us powerfully. Say, what, through me? Can God use me? And I'm saying to you emphatically, yes. I don't care how young or old you are, how strong or weak you are, God wants to work through you at this time. Not in your own capability, but in his power. So Luke chapter 4, and this is Jesus as he began his ministry. He says, so he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. And as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on a Sabbath day and he stood up to read. So here he is in his hometown where he was brought up. Nazareth or that area, Nazareth. He was, they knew him there. And he as was his custom. So he had gone into the synagogue. They knew Jesus in the synagogue. It was his custom. But there was something different about this time. There was something different about this particular Sabbath day that Jesus went into the, the synagogue. Because it was at this point that Jesus had gone and seen John the Baptist, the forerunner that was empowered by the Holy Spirit. They, th they thought John the Baptist might be the Messiah, and he told them emphatically, no, I am not. And even as John had baptized Jesus, as he came up out of the water, the, the Spirit of God descended upon him and there was an empowering of Jesus to begin ministry. And Jesus was led 
by the Holy Spirit, as we read in this earlier in this passage, he was led into the wilderness for 40 days where he was tried and, and tempted by Satan. And he was without food and water for 40 days. You say, is that even possible? I know you can go without water, uh, food with, uh, for 40 days. It's, been, it's done many, many times. Whether people want to do it or not, it's been done. Water, for, without water for 40 days? Apparently, it's, there are some that it is, they've been able to do it. Usually, we say by the time we hit three days, four days, five days, um, we need water. Anyways, he was full of the Holy Spirit. And as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day, and he stood up to read. And he was handed the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written. So the scroll of Isaiah. And so he's scrolling through the different chapters until he gets to chapter 61. And back then they didn't have the chapters and verses like we have it now. It was just continued. And so he's scrolling through and he finds this place. And he found the place where it was written, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Then he closed the book and gave it back to the attendant and sat down. And the eyes of all who were in the synagogue were fixed on him. They were all looking at Jesus. And he began to say to them, today, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. Isaiah lived around 700 years before Christ. 700 years before Christ, and this word was given to Isaiah by the Holy Spirit that Jesus would be anointed with the Holy Spirit and there would be a work done in preaching the gospel to the poor and so much more. In these last days, my wife gave me a report last week. We're talking about people hurting. The suicide rate, the suicide rate from, I guess, the normal year of 2019, normal, the suicide rate in Ontario is up 60%. In one year, it went up 60%. So if there were 1,000 suicides in Ontario, it's up to 1,600 suicides. That's significant. Where people, people are, I just found out just the other day. My brother says, hey, do you remember so-and-so? I remembered so-and-so because they were instrumental uh, in me getting a job. This individual, the grandfather, would have been the, the grandfather, I believe. When I was, got into teaching, my dad came I think back now, he came with me to, the, to, to my interview, which is quite odd, 
But I can remember my dad saying, hey, from a, 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 father to, a father to another father, you need to get this guy. You need to have him in as a teacher. I got, I got a job I was in. Anyways, find out the grandson committed suicide in his 20s, early 20, 20, 20, 20 years of, of age, committed suicide just the other day because of the, the, I guess, the weight. We don't know. Why, why would somebody say, 20 years of age, I can't, I, I, I don't want to live anymore. There's, there's too much stress. There's a, there's a hopelessness. There's a hopeless. I don't see a future. There are so many in our society today that they don't have a future. There's no hope. There's, in fact, not only is there no future, but there's no eternity for them with God. Because they don't recognize God. They might know about God, but they, they haven't reached out. They haven't grabbed a hold of God. And they get to a place where they're saying, hey, is it, is it worth living? Suicide is up 59% in Ontario. People are depressed. People are without hope. People are bound in sin and addictions. People are sick and diseased. And now there's less access to the hospital. People are dying because of, of some of the things that have been put into place. Procedures have been pushed off. And so people can't get into the hospital when they should. And people are dying. People don't know what truth is anymore. They're being bombarded from every source. And there are things that are spoken. This is truth. I spent 20 minutes the other morning. I don't know even why, why I did it. There was a picture taken in Kingston this past weekend when the weather was beautiful. I don't know which day it was, Saturday or not Saturday. It was maybe Friday. And a picture was taken about the fact that all these students, they were on the, on the lake, the beach there, on the grass. If you've ever been to Kingston, you, there's... They're right on the water. And there was comments about the fact, well, this is the lockdown. And then there was comment, literally it took me 20 minutes to read through all the comments. And it was ranging from one side to the other. And then as it continued on, people were, were getting at each other. You know, you ever read where there's comments going back and forth? And then it gets pretty vicious and nasty. And there's such turmoil because nobody knows what truth is anymore. I want you to know today that truth is a person. And they don't know a person, the person that is truth. And because they don't know the person, they don't know where they're coming or going. They're grabbing a hold of this and they're grabbing a hold of that. And I'll tell you right now, when you don't have the truth, when you don't have Christ, you have nothing, you have hopelessness. You may think you're heading in the right direction, but it says that we are heading. Those that are, are without Christ are on a highway that is leading to destruction, that is leading to hell. People need to hear the good news of Jesus. 
People are dead in trespasses and sin. People are going to hell without Jesus. People need the Lord. Listen, in these last days, the Lord desires to empower us to bring the message of Jesus to those that don't have Jesus. If you are open to be filled with the power of the Holy Spirit, the Lord desires for you to go out not alone, but in the power of the Holy Spirit, that you are anointed even as Jesus was anointed. I like what it, Paul says. This passage has, has given me direction and has also given me uh, a desire. Lord, this is what I want. This is how I want to function. And it's not just for pastors or elders, but it is for you today. It is how we should function today. 1 Corinthians 2, verse 1 says, And I, brethren, when I came to you, did not come with excellence of speech or of wisdom declaring to you the testimony of God. I didn't, I didn't come in my own abilities. I didn't come in my own ability. For I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. Listen, that is the, the, the basis and the focus of the message that we need to give. You say, well, what do I say? You talk about Jesus Christ and what he did for that person you're talking to on the cross 2,000 years ago. You tell them. And it's up to them. You don't, need, you don't force anybody to get saved. You let the Holy Spirit do the work through you, but you share the message because it is that message that saved you and gave you life and gave you an eternity. Hallelujah. I was with you in weakness and fear and in much trembling. In other words, in my own strength, I was nothing. I couldn't depend upon myself. And my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom. For all of you that just say, oh, I, 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 I'm not a great speaker or communicator or orator. Paul says, my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power. That is what we need. In a demonstration of the Holy Spirit and of power. That is what we need today. And you say, hey, it's only for the pastor. I'll tell you right now, it is for each and every one of you as a believer, a child of God, whether you're strong or whether you're weak, the God that we serve desires to be with you and in you and working through you for the work that needs to be done in these last days, a demonstration of the Spirit and of power. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. I'll tell you, right today, you, we see again the wisdom of man. We see the wisdom of man, and they are faltering. The, the phrase that I've heard this past week is sort of 
there's these little words, and they, one person uses, or maybe they're given this, this phrase. It's called pandemic fatigue, which is, I can't take this anymore. I just, I just can't take this anymore. That's why those students were out on the beach. They said, I, I can't take this anymore. We have people, I just, I just can't take this anymore. I was talking to somebody the other day. I couldn't believe this when I heard this. They went to the hospital, St. Catherine's Hospital. Listen to this. They went to the St. Catherine's Hospital. Their husband was needing treatment. Brought, brought him into the hospital, you know, on the floor. And if you know, if you know the St. Catherine's Hospital, the new one, you know the f- beautiful place. And those long wings that just go out, it's almost like, a, yeah, it's, it's sometimes a, a maze in there, but it's basically laid out. Okay, I, I understand now. But we have these long floors, long aisles, rooms on either side. And this lady, as she was going to the hospital, she has, she has difficulty breathing. She has a condition. And so she's trying to breathe through her mask, and she goes onto the floor, and she's just, she says to the nurse, she says, listen, I'm having a hard time. She says, I, I really I can't breathe with, my mask, with a mask on. The nurse said to her, don't worry. Take, the, take the, the mask off because there's nobody on this floor. There is not a single person on the floor except the nurse and, and where they were going for that treatment or whatever. There was not a single person that was... The, the entire wing was empty. We're talking about us not going in the wisdom of man. We cannot function by the wisdom of man, but rather we need to function by the power of God. That the same spirit that was on Jesus Christ would be on, on us. In Acts verse 10, verse 38, as Paul or as Peter is talking to the, the Gentiles, and Peter was basically ministering to Jews, and he went to Cornelius. And in, in, if you read chapters 9 and 10, you, 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 you get a picture of the fact that the gospel was being spread. It had gone from Jerusalem to Samaria or to uh, Judea and then outward to Samaria, and so it's spreading according to Acts chapter 1, verse 8. And it's still spreading today to be operating in the power of the Holy Spirit. And so here now, Peter is no longer ministering to the Jews, but he's ministering to a Gentile centurion who is in charge of a hundred men. This guy was a man of rank and of authority. And he, he had called Peter to come and speak to him. And Peter, as he talks to them, is saying in verse 38, Acts 10, 38, he says, Jesus was anointed by God. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil for God was with him. He went in the power of the Holy Spirit which is the same spirit that the Lord is saying, I want you to have to do the work that you need to do in these last days. Jesus was anointed with the Holy Spirit. This series that we're going to do until Pentecost Sunday, and who knows when it's going to stop. 
Siri. Isn't that, she, she listens to my voice. Yeah, we have technology now. There, there's a listening device. Everything that you're saying, waiting for me to say, hey, Siri. Hey, Siri. She said, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Turn off, Siri. Anyways, <clears throat> we have, at this time, a work to do. The word anoint, how Jesus anointed Jesus of Nazareth, is basically a thing of, of anointing was always used for priests to begin ministry. And the anointing, there was a smearing of oil upon them so they could begin their ministry. And in the Old Testament, this was of representative of the Holy Spirit. And so here, there was this smearing, engulfing in the Holy Spirit, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit. It was a consecrating of Jesus to the messianic office that he had to be Messiah, the Savior. And furnishing, listen, and furnishing him with the necessary powers for its administration. The anointing of the Holy Spirit, or of the Holy Spirit on Jesus Christ was the furnishing of Jesus with the necessary power for him to fulfill what he needed to do in the final years of his life. That same power is available for each and every single believer. We need ministry to take place because the enemy is real and we need to overcome the enemy. Can I just say this? Yesterday, I thank God for the ministry that took place by the saints for me. So yesterday, was here in the morning, uh, spent time in prayer uh, for about an hour, just praying in the spirit the whole time, just praying in the spirit. I was going back and forth. The worship team was here already. They were practicing, getting ready. There was hustle and bustle in the building as they were getting ready for the day. And I was just back and forth along the, 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 the railing there for an hour, praying in the spirit. Right after that, met with, with a couple, and beautiful work's done. A miracles taking place. I, I just say, thank you, Lord, for these miracles in, in people's lives. And I get home, and, and the last few days, I, I've, I've not slept as well. But so I just thought, I'm going to lie down. And so I lay down around, I don't know, 12.30, between 12.30 and 1 o'clock. And j just as I went to get up, because I, I, I figure, man, I got a lot of stuff to do. I, I got to get it done. And so as I went to get up, it was like somebody had taken and punched me right in the back. And it was, it, it was, it came on suddenly, and it was for about an hour and 40 minutes. I, I'm like, I'm standing, I'm, I'm sitting, I'm lying down, and I'm writhing in pain. And I began to, to, to come against the enemy in Jesus' name. And I recognized 
<laughs> There's a passage that I had read. In fact, the passage is Luke chapter 4. As it, as it continues on, they say, it, it, isn't that Jesus? We know Jesus. Isn't that Joseph, Joseph's son? They knew who he was. He'd been in the temple for, for years, the synagogue. They knew who Jesus was. Hey, that's, that's Jesus, Joseph, Joseph's son. And he's saying that, that he's basically the, the Messiah. The spirit of the Lord is upon him. This passage is fulfilled. And he said, you're going to say that, hey, physician, why don't you heal yourself? I'm praying. I'll tell you, I, I'm praying. I am binding. I'm rebuking. I am speaking in tongues. I am, I'll tell you, I'm, I'm, I was soaking wet from the sweat as the pain is racking my body. I ask, and I recognize, man, do I need prayer. I need someone to pray for me. I say, Julie, come lay your hands on me and pray for me. According to the word of God, those that believe in my name, they will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. They will cast out demons. I was attacked. It was a demonic attack. You say, oh, Pastor, are you possessed? Absolutely not, not. But I was just according to this passage here in Acts chapter 10, healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. I want you to know right now, there are some, and I'm recognizing this because I, I went through it yesterday. I was attacked by the enemy, not possessed, but definitely oppressed to the point where there was physical manifestation of something going on in my body. I'm not saying that all sickness or whatever is oppression by the enemy. But I'll tell you, there are some that, that it is an oppression. And so here, as I'm, I'm writhing, I'm recognizing we need to stand on the word of God. And my wife calls my mom, and the next thing I know, I, I, I find out now that I think, Mom, you started the, the prayer chain. So those of you that got the, uh, the message on the prayer chain, you guys were praying for me, whether it was then and there or later on. But here's what I want to I say. So the prayer began to go up. And it, it, listen, so the whole time, I am praying in the spirit, I am rebuking and binding, but there's a work that needs to be done by others to minister to the other person that's sick or being oppressed. And so the ministry began to be done, not even in my house. You, you would not have wanted to see me, the state that I was in at that point in time. And it was about 20 to 4, or 20 after, sorry, 20 after 3, that, so it's been about an hour and 40 minutes that there's a battle that's going on. And I, I, listen, I, I'm, I'm trying, there's nothing that I could do that would, would 
bring any comfort to me or any release. So we're talking continual. So I find out, so about 20 after, is like as quick as it came, it was gone. Boom, just gone. And I find out, Jacqueline comes and she says, hey, Dad, how you doing? I said, not bad. I said, I'm fine. In fact, I got up. And I, I'm looking at my watch, and I'm thinking, oh, my goodness, it's getting close to 4 o'clock here. I got lots of work to do. And so I, I get up, and there's other things that happened throughout that the day. I didn't shut down until, like, after 9 o'clock. I'm outside raking in the dark. I wanted to get certain things done in the yard before it started raining. But Jacqueline comes home. She says, Dad, how are you doing? I said, not bad. I'm doing pretty good now. It's gone. And she said, so what time, did it ha- what time did it happen? I said, yeah, around 20 after 3. She says, well, that was the time that I was over at, at Oma and Opa's house. And she says, yeah, Oma had said, or yeah, I guess the prayer chain had gotten started already at that point. We would prayed. And then my dad said, we need to pray. Jacqueline, you, sh- you should go home and lay hands on your dad. And my mom says, it's okay. It's okay, we've already prayed, and the prayer chain has started already, and they're praying. And then, and then a little bit later, my dad says again, we need to pray. We need to pray. Let's pray in Jesus' name. And so he began to pray, and there's a repetition. There's a repetition in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. It was at that moment, I believe, Dad, it was at that moment that it was gone like that. Hallelujah. There is a ministry that was done in the power of the Holy Spirit. There is a release. All of you together, there was ministry that was done as you prayed for me. We need to pray for each other. And we need to do a work of ministry in the power of the Holy Spirit because there are some of you here that are oppressed by the devil and you need healing because of that, from that oppression of the enemy against you. Oftentimes, the thing of the doctors can't find anything. They say, well, we don't know what's going on. I'll tell you, it's probably a demonic attack that's been on you for a long time, and it needs to get off of you. In the power of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Wow. I'm not even on page. Just finishing page or half of page two, and I'm realizing I still got another four pages to go. <laughs> okay. It's not going to happen today. I, I just, I just want to say this, and I'll, I'll continue next week on this because I want to take time to pray at this point. The ministry that took place was out of a motivation of love. A motivation of love. The ministry that Jesus did in the power of the Holy Spirit was he was motivated by love. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever would believe in him should not perish but have eternal life. 
because of love. And the ministry that we do is not for self. Paul says, I came with, with, to you in fear and in trembling. It was not about self. It was all about the fact that he loved people because the Spirit of God was upon him. A demonstration of the Holy Spirit and of power. And the ministry that took place yesterday, so many of you, as, as you found out, I had, I had people call and, or texting and whatever and just saying, hey, are you okay? How's it going? Because there is a concern. It was because of love. The heart of ministry that we would minister to anybody is because we care about them, because we love them. That's what it needs to be. Just as Jesus, hey, the, the Spirit of God, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. There's a work that needs to be done, and it's going to culminate in death on the cross. Because he loves. Because he loves us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm going to ask if the worship team would come. I want you to stand at this point, if you could stand. Worship team, if you would come. And also in the in the gym, if you could stand together. What I want to do, I want for us that this place would be an altar. Often say, hey, come to the altar. That this entire place, whether it's the sanctuary, the gym, the foyer, whether it's in the, the different rooms that might be occupied right now, you say, you know what? I need the power of the Holy Spirit. And over the course of, of the, the coming weeks that we're, we're going to focus in on the power of the Holy Spirit, the anointing of the Spirit upon us. I want to read this passage. In Ephesians 3, from verse 14. And I want you to listen. I want you to listen to what God is saying. This is what I want you to have. This is what I want you to have. And I'll tell you right now, the power of the Holy Spirit, for goodness sake, it is Jesus. He is the one that baptizes us in the Holy Spirit. It is no one, the one that died for you and the one that saved you as you heard the good news of Jesus Christ, as you turned from your sins and you grabbed the hold of Jesus. That same one is the one that baptizes you in the Holy Spirit, and Jesus will never baptize you in the fullness in the, of the power of the Holy Spirit if you don't want it. For whatever reason, if you're afraid or whatever, I don't know why would I be afraid of the Holy Spirit as gentle as a dove coming upon me to empower me. Why would I be afraid? Lord, fill me with your spirit. Fill me with your power. Lord, that I would, that I would function in a demonstration of the Holy Spirit and of power. And that's what we want to pray for today. But I want to read from Ephesians 3, verse 14. For this reason, I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Submission from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that's us, that he would grant you, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory. It's not like he can run out. He's not going to run out. He would grant you to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man. 
in your inner being. Listen, we need the power, the strengthening of the Holy Spirit in our inner being. Our soul, our spirit needs the Holy Spirit at this time to be strengthened. That Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. That you being rooted and grounded in love, this, this, this whole thing, we're grounded, rooted and grounded in love. God is love. Jesus is love, and we're rooted in that. And there's just, Lord, fill me with love. That we would be able, that we may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and the length and the depth and the height to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge. It is so abundant, so wide, so long, so deep, so high, that love that he has for us. That you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. The power, the earnest of the spirit that began in you, that portion of the spirit that was already given to you the moment you gave your life to Jesus, that there would be a fullness of the spirit. Not just a portion, but a fullness of the spirit upon us and in us. And that he would be able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think in that same power that works in us. To him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. Let it be. Lord, across this, this building, Lord, I, I just I plead your blood right now on this building that everything, every every nook and every cranny. Lord, would be washed by your blood right now that this place would be a place of holiness. So, Lord, we just we commit this entire building. Lord, every room, every closet, every, every inch of this place, we commit to you and we just plead your blood to wash through that as people would come into this place, Lord, they would know that they are coming into the house of the Lord God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, I pray there would be a cleansing, Lord, that would take place, that we would recognize that you are here even as you, we would come. And, Lord, that there would be a holiness about us in this place because this place is holy because you are here. And, Lord, I pray, even as this is a physical structure, Lord, we are, as believers, the temple of the Holy Spirit. And, Lord, I pray that same blood that washes and cleanses will wash and cleanse us right now in Jesus' name. That there would be nothing of, 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 of wickedness, nothing of evil, nothing of self, nothing of the flesh. Lord, that it would be crucified. Lord, that everything that is against us, Lord, that we would recognize it has been nailed to the cross. And, Lord, that we would not continue to sin or even think of sinning, but, Lord, that we would walk in the holiness that you would desire for us to walk in because you are looking for a church without spot or wrinkle, a glorious church. Hallelujah. And so, Lord, we commit and submit ourselves to you that that work would be accomplished in us, Lord, of cleansing Lord, cleanse us with your precious blood. Hallelujah. 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 And Lord, I pray 
We would recognize that the one that, that died for us, died for us because he loved us. We would recognize, Jesus, that you loved us so much. Father, you gave your son to die for us. Jesus, you went willingly to die for us so we can have life because you loved us. And Lord, I pray that we will be those that will say, I desire to minister to others because I love them as Christ loved me. We would be rooted in, in, in you, Lord Jesus, rooted and grounded in you. And even those that would oppress us or be opposed to us or would be coming against us in evil or wickedness, Lord God, that we could love as you loved, and you loved those and forgave those that nailed you to the cross, Lord, that we would love in that way, in Jesus' name. And so, Lord, we pray that we would be strengthened with the might, with might through your spirit to our inner being. I pray right now, Lord, in Jesus' name, that there would be an infilling of your spirit in each and every one of us. And Lord, I pray, Lord, truly, as you said, as you are lifted up and we lift you up today, that there would be rivers of living water flowing through us. Lord, it would not just, we would not just be a container, but Lord, that we would be a, 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 a conduit, a river, that there would be a river that would flow through us, Lord God. Lord, it would just continue to flow through us, pour out from us, Lord Jesus, as it poured out from you, as the Holy Spirit poured out from you, and you ministered, you, 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 you were together with those that were, were bound and, and sick and oppressed. And Lord, even those that came that, that, that were even dead, Lord, you raised them to, the, to life, Lord. Lord, you desire to raise to life, to bring us in from darkness into light, to bring those that are in darkness and in dead in trespasses and sin into your marvelous light to have life, Lord. Lord, I pray that we will operate in the power of the Holy Spirit. And Lord, the things that you desire to do, it would be beyond what we could even ask or think. Lord, we would be filled with the fullness of God. That we may be filled with the fullness of God at this time. And Lord, I pray even as we would begin to lift you up, Lord, I pray pour out your spirit as we are open vessels to be used by you. Lord, as we would open ourselves up, Lord, fill us afresh and anew with your spirit. And that, Lord, that there would not be a ceasing, it would just be a continual flow of your spirit on us and through us, Lord. Filling us, Lord, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Lord, that you would receive all glory in the church. Jesus, that you would be exalted in all generations. Lord, my generation, the generation that came before, me, Lord, the generation that would come is after me, Lord. I pray that we would glorify you in every generation. And, Lord, that it would be forever and ever. Hallelujah. Amen. Make it so. Let it be, Lord. Hallelujah. Let's just, let's just uh, close, I don't know, whatever song the Lord puts on your heart or songs that we would glorify Jesus. And as we do, just, just open yourself, Lord, just fill me. Even as you praise the Lord, Jesus is the one that baptizes in the Holy Spirit. 
as John the Baptist said, I, I'm not worthy to even undo his, the latchet on his sandal. He is going to baptize you in the, in the Holy Spirit and in power and in fire. Hallelujah. Lord, let it be done in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Let's worship the Lord. Thanks for joining us for the sermon. We really hope that God spoke to your life. You can find more of the Word of God by watching our service live stream and listening to our podcast on our website, lighthouseniagara.com.